This is the Incredible Hulk Podcast, and for this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the anonymity of criticism, uh, not only on the internet, but in a handwritten letter. My dear friend Jen Pasqua got a letter sent to her at the ABC affiliate here in West Michigan, and uh, I read it to you in this podcast, and we get her response about getting a letter in the mail telling her what things about her appearance she should change in order to be better at her job. And with that tease, this is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Often raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Hulk. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Jim Pascoe, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, this is exciting. It's my first podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, it's, a, it's a busy world right now. So, well, you know. You, I mean, you're always busy given, <laughs> given what you're doing. But really quickly before we kind of jump into why I wanted to talk to you for like yeah. a half hour is... For the six people that may be listening to this that don't know oh, what stop. you're doing, <laughs> right? Like, give a little context, who you are, what you do for sure. ABC, right? Like, all that stuff. Okay, so um, basically, I am a host for My West Michigan, which is our lifestyle and news show. So that could be anything from talking about golf to interviewing rock stars to doing a fashion show. So it's a real mix, that show is. And then um, I anchor the noon show. Then I report on the 5 o'clock newscast occasionally uh, with Gonzo. So Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. And so the, the reason I brought Jen here is because Jen and I have been friends for, I don't even know, a long time. Yeah. Like um, I think since I moved here, what, 13 years ago? Something like yeah. that. But you posted on Facebook, I think last week, this thing that I want to read here in a second just for some context, but I I really wanted to talk through because I think when you're in the media, I think you lose sight of the fact that your fellow brethren around you have to deal with this stuff that you're dealing with on a daily basis, right? And so the reason I brought Jen here is because you got a letter. Mm -hmm. And before I read this to you guys, I want to set some context to the context. This person went to the cupboard, got a piece of paper, (laughs) a pen... An envelope and a stamp and mailed this thing. Correct. Right. Okay. So I'm going to do my best. You're going to think I don't know how to read. That's just the letter. So it's just the letter. I get it. Yeah. Understand friends that like, I know how to read. This is just hard to read (laughs) because it's not. Says Jennifer, I'm glad to see you get your natural color hair back. We, the public that have to see you on this end monkeying with your looks. So you can ogle at yourself in the camera. (laughs) We have one on second shift that we can't wait until she retires. I love to know who we is. But yes, that's right, whatever. right, right. Um, your, your work with that one that has, I think it's supposed to be jowls. I think I, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, that are terrible to look like. Look at a simple operation would remedy that. Uh, let's get your beauty that you had when you started back. For those of us who are a certain age, we would love if that was a thing. Wouldn't we could that just, be wonderful, We could just Eric? press a button and yeah. go back to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, looking from this end. That's how they close out the letter. Yeah. So first, my guess is this is not the first one of these that you get in your career. Absolutely not. For context, how many times are people sending you emails, <sighs> Facebook posts, like talking about the way in which you look or a thing that you did that seems ridiculous to comment upon. Okay, here's the thing. I think on my looks, I get at least, on the average, 10 emails a week. 
10 emails a week. I'll get two or three phone calls to the receptionist desk. Um, now, Facebook, being that it's Facebook, people can hide behind a screen, right? Sure. So, so I'm sure that's worse, right? That's, it, that's worse. But at least they take ownership in their criticism, whereas that specific letter had no address, had no name, and handwritten, impeccable handwriting, by the way, penmanship, sure. you know, the cursive. So you know it's somebody who's <laughs> a little bit older than us, perhaps. Who went to school when they still taught yeah, yeah, yeah. cursive, right? So, um, I mean, I get a lot. And that you're right. That was not the worst. Well, and what fascinated me about the fact that you posted it is I thought to myself, okay, what went wrong in this person's life that this is the thing that they want to do? Like they, they, because I think the, the easy response to this, and I, there was some of this on your Facebook page, right? The easy response to this is to attack the person. She's also terrible, which right. just creates a feedback loop of people calling each other names exactly, or as we call it, Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to me, I, I like... I like to dig in and go, okay, so what happened in your life that you would say that? Like, let's make an assumption that it's a female. Sure. Because I'm pretty sure that's probably a female, okay, right? Okay, yeah. That, that this person's idea of building another female up is to send that. And not to mention the fact that they take a shot at you. They then take a shot at another employee and tell them that it's a, just a simple operation to fix whatever, whatever she's talking about, right? Right. Um, and then they go about their day, right? And it, it's fascinating. Like, they get they get it out there, then you get to carry it around. Yeah, you know, and that's the funny thing because obviously this letter was very intentional because they had to take the time to sit down and write this. Well, and had watched for a while because they seemed to have some sort of Sure. Time, timeline yeah, in their some brain timeline. Of, because of, for those who know me, I change my look quite a bit sure. because I get bored. And um, so here's the thing, too, and just, just a little rewind. I was very thoughtful in posting that because mainly we went through this whole seeing you project at our station WZZM where we're talking about positive body image and the various things that people women men different nationalities have to deal with and I was approached by somebody at the station asking if I would share my story and you know, you have to look at the other end too. What was going on in my day that sure. made me want to post this? Because I don't just post to post. Um, I've I've steered away from that, and I do that on my personal Facebook page. But this was specifically on my professional page, and um, I was having a bad day. I sure. was having a bad day, and um, I think that. By posting that, for me, it was a way to tell people, you know what, you never know what's going on in somebody else's shoes. And to sit down when you get to work and that be one of the first things that you open, and rarely do we get letters anymore, right? Sure. When you get a letter, you know that it's, in a sense, maybe going to be special, right? Right. Because (laughs) you never get letters anymore. So you sit down, you're already having a horrible day, and then you get something like that, which is just another punch in the gut, right? And so I thought, maybe if I post this, it would make somebody think twice, just like that viewer, to pick up that pen and write something so cruel. You know, that was my real intention in posting that. And then the comments, like you said, where people started to, um, you know, do the same thing and say, oh, this person is terrible. But you're right. And we look at, um, you know, people who are in the spotlight now and their responses. And I think it's getting to the point where, People are realizing that. You look at Sarah Silverman. She just went on Twitter where somebody totally berated her. Tried to troll her, yes. Tried to troll her, and she did a flip. She said, you know what? 
let's see if he, he something's going on in his life because honestly, can people that be that cruel? Right. I don't know. Can they? And so, um, you know, and that was the mindset in posting it. And to be honest, I'm human. It's not something that I was ready to share on air. Like this is safe for me right now because I'm behind a mic. Sure. You don't see my reaction, but I just, I was still in one of those modes where I, you know, body image is tough. And because, and you know this, you're a professor, you study like, you know, parasocial relationships. Because I go into the living rooms of so many people on a daily basis, they think it's okay to say that to me because in an essence, they think that we're that close, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a weird, weird relationship that it, we have with our viewers. There's somebody else in town who I haven't got permission, so I will not yeah. use their name, but they were telling a story that when they were pregnant, the viewers acted as, as if it was their baby. Right. Right? Like, that's the weird the weird thing about television at a local level through that mediated lens that they feel like they have some sort of ownership. And, and But to take that a step further, even if, if, even if that's true, the way in which that rather, letter was lit, written, excuse me, is not like a mother chastising a child about, you know, piercing their nose. Right. 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 This was somebody who wanted to get something off their chest so they didn't have to deal with it anymore. Right. Like, yeah, your whatever it, whatever it was made them so angry. I don't know if it's the look currently. Right. Because like you said, you're you're in this awesome spot where you get to experiment all the time, which is cool Mm because like a lot of TV people don't get to do that. Right. 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 So I don't know if it was this or a different look, but the fact that it angered them so much that they were going to do this (laughs) makes me wonder like, what is going on in their life? And then on the other side, it makes me wonder how many more females in we're in West Michigan right now. Like how many more there's um, Jackie Green who's yeah. on the air in town here. Right. Like I can't imagine what she gets sent. Yeah. I cannot imagine like because she's a, you know, beauty pageant contestant. Right. Like so you're already in your mind. know know what I'm talking like. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what she gets. And I think you have to, um, you know, you go into this business uh, for the majority, you go in this business because of the beauty of this business, of being able to tell other people's stories. How the did, last thing you want to do is to be the story. How did you get into this business? You know, I actually started off in radio. And my first job just so happened to be a weekend anchor in Rockford, Illinois. And so um, it was not the route that I thought that life was going to take me, but it did. And so you immediately learn how to take criticism. And I think it stings more when they criticize my work than if they sure. criticize my look. Right. But I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not happy with the way that I am right now. I'm probably at my unhealthiest at this point in my life. And I'm working really, really hard. And I think that when that letter came, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Right. I'm working my booty off to try to get back to where I was to be at a healthy place. I'm not saying that I need to be where I was 13 years ago when I first came to West Michigan. But I'm working on it. And then to have somebody criticize you and not say one darn word about my work. Sure. That's rough. Yeah. Not only is it rough, it's, it's, it's sort of the temperature where we are right now, which is what struck me about, like, you're seeing that what I just read to you, you see every hour of every day on Absolutely. Facebook and Twitter, right? Absolutely. Every single hour of every day. Um, so it was interesting to see it in such an old school, intentional way, which is why I wanted to talk to you for a couple of minutes is because yeah. the intention was what struck me, right? Went to the cupboard. Got three things, mm-hmm. not one, not a phone, got a piece of paper, you know, got an, a, an ink well out and dipped a feather <laughs> in it, right? And started right, to right, hand right. right, and then sent it in the mail and, and off they went. And I wonder, n- number one, where that comes from. And number two, like, 
when you put it in the mail, that's your catharsis, yeah. right? Like people will tell you to do that and then throw it out, right? If you have a bad day at work, write that person a letter and then throw it in the trash because the yeah. same thing happens. But, exactly. But this person decided to make sure that you got it. You know, the one thing that I wanted to follow up with, and, and after that letter, honestly, I don't know why I hung on to it, but I did. I hung on to that letter for a couple more days. I finally just got rid of it because I just needed to just be done with it. But um, I had somebody who had emailed me. Same st- situation where she criticized my makeup and she criticized my hair. Now I had her name because she emailed me Sure. and I took that different approach because on that day I was a little bit more clear of mind and I said, Hey, look, you know, come on. I had a bad day. Are you having a bad day right now? Because clearly I wouldn't take the time to write somebody such harsh words. I wouldn't take the time to criticize a fellow woman who we're supposed to lift up. Like you said, Sure. you know, I just, I hope you're okay. And a week went by, and she emailed me back, and she apologized profusely. And she said, you're right. I had a really crappy day. I turned on the TV, and I was angry, and I needed someone to take it out on, and unfortunately, it was you. And we went back and forth for a couple more weeks. And it was just that understanding, right? You get to that point of understanding what was going on, what you're trying to figure out, what's happening in their world. And because of that relationship, too, like I said, going into her living room, she felt like she, it was okay to, to talk that way to me because she thought, oh, we're on the same level. We're, in essence, you know, in the same world so I could say these things to you. And she said, I really have no friends. You Well, that's, and, that's the least shocking thing you've said right? since you got here, right? Because, like, I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean that exactly, because if you though. think it's okay if we're going to go with the theory that mm-hmm. because I see you in my living room every day at whatever time, right. therefore we are quote-unquote friends and that's how I'm going to speak to my friends, that doesn't surprise me that you're alone, right? Right, right. And so, um, you know, I hope things are going well with her now, but I haven't heard from her in a while. But, you know, it does make you wonder. And it makes me concerned because, you know, I posted that and I often forget my kids are on Facebook. I mean, my kids are older and they're, they're way past the Facebooks. They're on the Snapchats now. Sure. They're on to the next new thing. Yep. And my son, for the first time, actually commented it on that, that post. Um, he's 21 and he's like, haters be haters, mom. But it's funny because he pulled me aside that day and he said, you know, people are always going to criticize you. I said, yeah, you're right. But then he's like, hey, can you go on? Can you go on Instagram and like this picture of me right now? (laughs) So what is this saying to the youth of our world that you'll get acceptance because of the number of likes you get acceptance in, you know, those kinds of forms rather than taking the time to actually getting to know a person beyond their looks? Well, and, you know, so it does does two things right it, it it gives them a little bit thicker skin right to, yeah to say that the hater is going to be haters right right like, but it also i think detaches a little bit on intimate relationships right absolutely because you, your relationship is based on hearts and comments instead of actual human to human conversation because my guess is even with even the, the fact that this woman didn't write her name in the bottom of the letter yeah right? because this is not a person that would find you at Meyer and do the same thing right right yeah because that i mean that's a that's a still not great, but a more respectable way to do it. If you felt like you really needed to do it, if yeah. you could do it face to face, sure. I mean, again, you're still kind of not the greatest human, but at least. You but at least you're behind, taking ownership yeah. behind your your criticism, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I just I'm boggled by. <laughs> well, I, I am because it's like the temperature that you see. That's now bleeding over back into other, 
you know, other old school mediums of paper, mm-hmm. right? Because like I said, that, that looks like something an internet troll would send. Oh, send absolutely. You, right. Yeah. And I, you just wonder when, and, and you've read about Facebook making changes to the algorithm to make one-to-one communication and connection more important, but those connections don't seem to be very healthy. Well, and they won't always be positive. Right. Well, they hardly, I mean, the, yeah. right now they hardly are, right? Yeah. Especially right this very second. You're one of three things is on Facebook. If I were to log into my page right now, what we're talking, it's going to be pro Donald Trump, mm-hmm. anti Donald Trump, pro gun control, or anti gun control. True. Right. And if you yeah. don't fall in one of those four buckets, there's nothing really to talk about on Facebook, which is an interesting <laughs> space to be in, it right? It really is, yeah. And when you look at, they just had a report come out that for the first time since the platform launched, they lost United States user bases by 5%. So they mm-hmm. walked back 5% from whatever, 65% of the total population down to 62%. So 3%. But that's indicative, I think, of people finally doing what we're doing right now and saying like, look, I'm not going to subject myself to 55 minutes a day of cyberbullying. I'm going to go do something else, right? I'm going to go to Instagram. I'm going to go to Snapchat. I'm going to go to another platform because it's there. It's on Instagram, but Instagram is not as divisive. Oh, and, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Caustic, I think, as as the Facebook and Twitter can be. But go beyond even just women being criticized, right? I mean, there are a lot of guys out there that I know. My boys, I've got three boys. You know, it's it's a scary world out there right now to hear criticisms from your peers that you don't have enough muscles, that sure. you know you're not big enough, or you know you're not tall enough, or something along those lines. It still impacts them too, and. You know, my hope is that with all of this ability to uh, share your opinions and to either criticize or compliment somebody, that they take a step back. Because so uh, more often than not, you've got these kids that are sitting in their rooms alone checking to see how many likes they've got and whether they're fitting the norm and the mold for perfection. And so as a parent, like, how, what, do you, what do you do with that information? Like, how, how are you coaching your kids through this? I mean, you've got a 21-year-old yeah. who I'm sure thinks they're going to coach you. But, like, right. you know, how do you coach them through these situations? You know, it, it's just talking about it. And I know at one point my 17-year-old um, said to me – I said to him, I said, you know, you're always on your phone. Can you just give it a rest? And he's like, yeah, I'm not always on the same thing, though. <laughs> but – I watch and I see, I interact and I talk with them. I try to talk to them. We're very open in my house, you know, and, um, I even, the one thing that I always say to my sons is, you know, if you're around any female, be respectful, you know, and they, they kind of toss it back at me and they, they, you know, like, Oh mom, yes, we're being respectful and such. I go, but even on social media, Like, and even the words that you use, you know, um, I overheard a conversation one time and the word thick girl was used and I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know, that's not a word that you should be using, you know, in that sense, in that context, you know, what what would be the context you could use that in? (laughs) Well, you know, they they were, you know, talking about certain celebrities and, you know, whether one was thick and one was not. And, you know, I always try to remind them the beauty is within, but it's hard though too, because we're all human. We all have, you know, an ego. Yep. So what do you do with that? What is the takeaway from that? When you get an email like that, you get criticism like that. What do you do with it? Well, I I mean, I guess it would turn it on you because, you know, it's been, I've been here at MLive for four years, so I don't really get like, 
I get clients that are mad at me, but that's not personal, right? Like, <laughs> right, so right, it's been right. a minute since I've had anyone tell me that I'm terrible at my job. Because <laughs> I mean, in radio, that does happen. But like, I would sure, ask you, sure. like, what do you do with that energy? I mean, you know, I, you know if it doesn't, if you don't like in the week between the woman on the email responding, like, what are you doing with that energy? That's a good question. I think we're all kind of still figuring that out, especially now because it is different. You know, we I had to cut a couple of my my coworkers. Um, actually go on camera and talk about how hurtful it was you know and one of my coworkers started crying and it's rare that you see us on that end sure of the camera being the ones answering the questions and I had a conversation with you know a couple of my friends and I said well what do you do with that you can cry for a little bit but you can't dwell on it you got to throw that away you got to delete the emails sure. because the, but but you know what it sticks because those stories that they shared on air are the stories they've told me how many years ago so these are things that linger. And I think you do have to find the strength to say, okay, what's important right now? Yes, it stings. And you can be totally honest with yourself. Yeah, that really sucks. You know, that hurt my feelings. And that's what I did on that day. I said it, it made me cry. It hurt my feelings. But I'm going to just let it sit and throw it away and move on. Tomorrow's a new day. And I think you have to have that attitude or you're not going to survive in this industry at all. Maybe any. I mean, yours is obviously well, much more yeah. public, right, right, but like I, this this stuff happens all over. It mean, happens all over the place. seen it in the last 12 months, right? It happens all you over bet. the place. You bet. Uh, and it takes a bunch of different forms. This one um, is obviously less sexual harassment e and just yes. straight up cyberbullying, sure, but it, sure. it, you know, still leaves a mark. Yeah. And you know, I think it's also just having that conversation of, to people and being brutally honest when it does hurt, because I think when you say it, then it's rem- a reminder because if you say quiet about it, People will think it's okay to do it all the time. Sure. You know, so you got to speak up. You got to say something. What do you think are the chances of this person ever realizing that you put this on Facebook? Oh, geez. I don't know. I probably very, <laughs> very, very few chances yeah. that they'll realize that. All right. Well, you know, let's close. I told, I promised you it'll yeah. only be 20 minutes and then I'll let you go. But like, um, what fun stuff are you working on right now? Where can, where do you talk? Do you like to talk on Instagram, Twitter? Where can people find you? You know, I've, um, I've been going on the Instagram more because like you mentioned, it's less controversial. You post a picture and all is good and everything's happy. Um, but I'm also finding that's a great way to tell those Insta stories. And so I feel like I'm using that more. I will say Facebook live has become a real asset to our show because people will definitely tune in and we can interact with them right then and there. Are you using that before the show, after the show or after the show? Got it. Okay. After the show. And, um, but you know, usually I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards the Instagram and, you know, really only posting, um, true intentional, things on Facebook now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so what other fun stuff are you working on? And then I'll let you go. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, there's, I don't know. <laughs> you do, are you doing anything for beer week, right? Beer week? No, I just celebrate every day. <laughs> you got it too. It's Beer City USA, right? 100%. All right, Jen, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Have a great weekend. Bye.